Welcome, everybody, to Hope Anchors. I'm Sean. And I'm Johnny. And together, we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is. Hebrews 6.19 says that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Amen, Johnny. Well, that happened to me again. Folks, you don't know how many times I have sat here and... I'm going to fire our producer. I'll tell you. I mean, uh, I, you, you think, Sean may be the, uh, the brains and the beauty of this uh, ministry, but uh, we do need to fire our producer. I'll tell you, you would think after a year and a half, I would know to <laughs> make sure that I hit the record button before we start. Folks, it, you would be amazed how many times we have started this podcast, <laughs> 10 minutes into it, 10 minutes, I'm telling you, 10 minutes into it, I look over and we're not even recording. And it's the most brilliant programming ever created in the entire world. And if our if the things if if the <laughs> podcast was scripted, it would be different. Because now I have no idea what we were just talking about for the last 20 minutes and now here we have to start all over again and uh so yes folks. People say we need to have our bloopers reels and I just wanted to be honest with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my favorite you. things to watch are blooper reels. I'll tell you. All righty. <laughs> but we are, we're com- coming to the end, but not really. I mean, it's amazing that we have spent so many weeks in Philippians, and you would think that a book that's only four chapters long, you know, especially when you think that you could read it in 15 minutes, that uh, it's actually, Sean counted out, that by the time that we're done with this, we'll, we will have been... Uh, 13 weeks yes. in the book of Philippians, but, but it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. The truth that comes out in this little letter of Paul's to, I mean, little, it's funny. You know, I, I think of the letters that I may have written to people and this is a, this is a, a paper, uh, a thesis. Yeah. But uh, it, and where we're at today is in Philippians chapter four, where Paul, after talking about the fact that this group of people, they are his joy and his crown. And then he encourages a couple of women who have been in ministry with him that at this point, for one reason or another, they're not getting along. And he's encouraging the Philippians to, to help them in this because, you know, we don't always see eye to eye. I'm, I've got a, I'm in a relationship right now with, with someone, uh, that's not family and uh, just, you know, somebody at work where I feel like we aren't seeing eye to eye and we really need to be able to come together and, and talk things out. Uh, and so Paul is just encouraging the Philippians to be able to help these two women come together and whether or not they agree, can they, can they disagree agreeably and have a sense of togetherness in their friendship and in their ministry and in their mission together. But then Paul launches off into this, this, um, very quick set of commands. The first one being rejoice in the Lord always. Again, (laughs) I say say rejoice. rejoice. And a question that Sean and I have been asking each other, you know, Hey, where do you find our, where do you find joy? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were reminded that we spent a whole month last year in in the month of December during Advent, just speaking about joy, which is this sense of calm delight. But there are things that can bring us joy. And, you know, we have talked a number of times about our relationships with our wives, that, that because of the friendship, the closeness that God has given us with our wives, that they bring us a lot of joy. 
Paul here is really encouraging us to find joy, find that sense of calm delight in the Lord, that your relationship with him and focusing in on that relationship with him can allow you to experience a sense of calm delight no matter what is going on around you. You can have joy within you no matter what's going on around you. And the interesting part about this whole thing, Johnny, is if we look back into our previous chapters uh, and what Paul's been talking about, how joy is in his life. And and a lot of the apostles, and what a great example Jesus was, and that's why our whole thing is called to live as Christ, Christ, is because— no matter what happens, whether it's good or whether it was bad, it's a gift from God. Mm. And if you can find that calmness, that joy, into no matter what your circumstances are, because you have this understanding that it's from God. So if there's something really great, you don't get overly excited about it because it's from God and mm. you give him thanks. If something is really going bad in your life, understand God is still right there, and that should give you that calmness that's going to get you through this. Um, Some people might even say, well, is God really testing me? Is God putting me through this? And you know what? I I can't really answer that for you and because I I don't know what God's really doing, but it's still God wants to know what you're going to learn from this. I mean, Job's a great example of that in our Bible, but I think Paul is an awesome example. Uh, you know, example, here's a man that's sitting in prison in Rome, which is not the prettiest place to be, but yet he finds calmness Mm -hmm. and he's like, Hey, I still have joy because he sees the surroundings. He understands what his purpose is in there is to spread the good news. So I think if we really look at that calmness, no matter what happens in our life, if we understand this, what can we do to bring glory to God? And that's going to bring us that calmness. So Joy is not something that we're just going to be shouting from the mountaintop and just be as happy as can be. But if we just have that calmness, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just there and we're okay, I think we'd find our lives being a lot easier to deal with when the good comes and when the bad comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I mean, looking back and cause he's told us, don't worry about your past. You know, and I know last episode, I really talked about my thorn and how much that hurts and, and, you know, and getting over that. But it's, it's really hearing those words again about joy because joy is from that gift from God Mm -hmm. and how that brings that calmness. And so when I say rejoice, I say again, rejoice. It's, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful to just understand how calm God really wants us to be. Mm. Mm. Another question that comes out of this verse. So he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. You know, is there evidence that you're gentle or is there evidence that you're, you're really hard to get along with now gentleness and meekness are used interchangeably in translations and meekness is not weakness. It's it actually takes a lot more strength power Mm -hmm. uh, in order to be meek and gentle than it is to be overbearing and to be yelling and to just express your anger. Because believe it or not, I I think it, you know, whether you in anger yell at people or you give them the silent treatment, it's very easy for us to express 
our anger, but very, very difficult for us. Okay, okay, maybe I should make a general statement, but very difficult for me sometimes to be able to be gentle and meek because when someone is saying something about me behind my back, I kind of want to level them with my my language, my lips. I just, I want to, I want to yell at them. And, um, you know, and, and it's, it's very easy for us to lash out at someone like that, Mm. um, and to retaliate and, um, but to be gentle, to be meek takes a lot of strength. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I, I know that over, over the years we've had people in our lives where someone maybe in abusive situations. Um, I have never encouraged someone just to, to stick with it and to just stay in that abusive relationship because that's a sign of their gentleness and meekness. Sometimes you just, you need to be, you need to have a sense of safety. You need to get away from that situation. Um, But that doesn't mean that, you know, that doesn't mean you're not being gentle. You're not being meek. You know, you just, you need to be safe. But I think all of us realize that, you know, in certain situations, whether it's with our spouses, our kids, our parents, friends, relationships at work, whatever it might be, that to be able to respond with a sense of gentleness and meekness really does, in fact, take a lot of the Lord's presence in our lives, which I, I think is the reason why Paul ties that to rejoicing in the Lord, because if you're going to find your sense of calm delight in him, then it's going to make an impact on your relationships with other people. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a novel concept. Love well, the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor sure. as yourself. And your gentleness, it, it almost can become a strength. Oh, yeah. I mean, more than anything else. I mean, um, I stand six foot four, 280, and I have a pretty good presence uh, <laughs> about. And, and you know, to be, it's, it, I almost have to force the gentleness to, um, to come out, it's easy for me just to stand there and not say a word. And people will make this assumption, you know, he's a pretty big guy. Mm-hmm. But let me, you know, communication's the key to any being gentle. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, gentleness cannot be a weakness because that's when people get into situations that they don't know how to get out of. Yeah. And, uh, but gentleness is just being able to have an open conversation. Be willing to listen to somebody else. Don't be dominating it. Uh, you know, and you can really figure out if you're going to be gentle or if you're going to be harsh. If um, if you're just going to say things, but you're not willing to listen. Uh, I always heard this good thing that said, you know, there's a good reason why God gave you two ears mm-hmm. and one mouth. Um, so maybe we need to really work on listening. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's a, sh- a sign of just being gentle, mm-hmm. you know. The next verse simply says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Mm. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this. In fact, the reason why I'm going through the book of Philippians is that there was a, uh, I, I do a lot of planning out of our, uh, sermon series. In fact, we are now planned out through Christmas of 2023. Um, but when I was thinking about 22, I wanted to do a series based on Max Lucado's Anxious for Nothing. Mm-hmm. And Max talks about the fact that, you know, what G, what Paul is talking about here is, you know, don't be continuously anxious about what you're going through. 
don't don't let it be a continuous thing. So because even Paul himself, uh, with uh, we may have pointed this out before, but I'll just remind you that Paul himself was anxious. Mm-hmm. Earlier in this letter, he talked about the fact that when uh, Epaphroditus got sick, you know, this gentleman who came from Philippi in order to give these gifts to Paul to care for him in prison, that somehow he got so sick, he almost passed away. And Paul talked about the anxiety that he that he was going through, and and he said that you know God not only spared Epaphroditus, but He also spared me of of having sorrow upon sorrow. I mean, Paul was would have just been beside himself had he lost Epaphroditus sure. to to death. Um, and so he admits to us in this letter that he himself experienced anxiety, and. Yet he encourages us, listen, you know, don't be anxious about all these things, but in all these situations, no matter what's going on around you, take it to the one who's above you by prayer, petition, with thankfulness, with a sense of gratefulness. You know, that there have been studies actually that show that anxiety levels can uh, decrease when we can cultivate uh, a sense of gratefulness about who we are, what we've got, what's happened to us. But those anxiety levels increase as we think about, oh, that person shouldn't have that. And I should have better than that. You know, and you're always comparing yourself with other people. But he says, don't be anxious. Pray. You know, which Jesus tells us that in Matthew chapter six, verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow Mm -hmm. for tomorrow will worry about itself. And I think that's the continuous anxiousness. You know, you're always wondering about the next thing, about tomorrow. What's mm-hmm. tomorrow going to bring? And it's not going to do us any good. And we get anxious. Um, anxiety is so real in today's time. You, you, I mean, they talked about it here back in in this time when Paul's writing about it and when Jesus talks about it. And yet we still deal with anxieties today that are almost crippling. And uh, we worry about so many things. Uh, a lot of my own personal anxieties uh, was built up on things that have never happened and have yet to happen. And I was actually asked one time, you know, well, what if you didn't do that? What would happen? Mm-hmm. Well, I would state, well, nobody would like me or something wouldn't happen. If I didn't do this. People wouldn't hang out with me anymore. And I was just, my anxiety was just built up over and over and over. And they, and I was asked a question, well, have you ever not shown up and then them never liking you? Mm. And it was the reality check of, well, I'm anxious about something that's never happened. I have no evidence that that would really happen. So this whole anxiety thing, we deal with this today and it's very crippling. And I think that's when we talk about this continuous anxiety. Don't be anxious. Don't have this anxiety about anything because it is. It, it can be crippling. But in reality, it's who we are today. Mm. And I, I think digitally, <laughs> cell phones have, have added to our anxiety. Mm-hmm. How many people do we know that cannot, that if they are more than five feet away from their phone, they are just breaking down mm. because they're going to miss a text. They're going to miss something on TikTok. They're going to miss something somewhere that 
you know what? Their anxiety is, is just so huge on a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, emails went away from work and I come back and there's a hundred emails. Hmm. Uh, you know, anxiety is part of what we have to deal with today, but it's how do we deal with this? And Paul says the way that you can deal with it is to pray mm. and just talk to God about what you're going through. Be grateful and present those requests to God. And that when we do that, Paul says, listen, this is the promise. Because I'm sure he's he's faced it himself over and over again. Listen, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Your heart, the very core of who you are, your mind, your thinking, your thoughts, your thought life, that the peace of God will guard who you are, the very core of who you are. And sometimes it just doesn't make sense. It transcends all understanding. But because, you know, and maybe you've seen it in others, maybe you've seen it in yourself. It's like, wow, I I shouldn't be this peaceful right now with what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. but I am. I don't understand it, but it's God's presence with me. You know, part of this anxiety about worrying about tomorrow and the whole continuous thing, uh, I think we have a few religions in our day today that, and I think also what Paul's reminding his people of, because he's talked about all these other people that are putting all this pressure on them to to follow the rules and the have-tos. If you want to follow Jesus, here's all the have-tos you have to do. And that itself will add anxiety to people because it's like, well, I can't make this mistake or I'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. And the only thing that Jesus has ever told us was to get to my father, just come through through me. And that's the calmness of it all. It's not all the rules, not all the have to's that we, you know, we feel like we have to do this if we want to earn our way to the kingdom of heaven and Paul's just like saying, hey, don't worry about those things. That's mm-hmm. not what it's about. Don't be anxious about getting into the kingdom of heaven. Just follow and have that desire, that want to, not the have to. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's that kind of calmness that I think if people were to realize that, that it's not about the have to's. It's like, man, what a weight that is lifted off people's shoulders. Mm-hmm. That how easy access to God is just because of Jesus. Mm. And that's really what, when Paul's writing this to the people of Philippi, it's a reminder of that as well, of don't get caught up with what everybody else is telling you have to do. Mm. Let me just tell you, just be joyful in what's going on in your life. Be thankful for God for allowing you to be a part of his life, work on your relationship with him, and, and it's, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Another question that comes out of this is a verse eight, but you know, what are, what are you thinking? <laughs> Where's your mind? Uh, what were your thoughts at? But it's a great list uh, for where our minds are at. And we're not going to unpack all these words. You can read that for yourself yeah. or go to uh, our message where we outline a little bit of that. But in all reality, Paul is really getting us to think about what we think about. You know, think about these things. So what are you thinking about? What what are you, what are you entertaining mentally? Mm. Who, you know, when you think about entertaining someone, you think about having them into your home and, and uh, setting out some drinks and, and having some hors d'oeuvres and then making dinner and having a conversation, that kind of thing. Well, what are you entertaining in your, in your thoughts? 
what's what's kind of set up you know what's there what's what are you thinking about and Paul says, listen, there are some things that we really ought to think about and some things that we really ought to keep out of our minds because the direction of our thoughts tends to be the direction of our life. Yep. So we always need, need to truly think about the things that we're thinking about. And, and at one point he says, you know, take every thought captive. So, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that, you know, your thoughts are the thoughts that would please God but that are also beneficial to you because there are some thoughts that are, you know, very, very detrimental to you, detrimental to your relationships, detrimental to your life. So think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. And go back to earlier. Are you being gentle with your thoughts? Hmm. I mean, what's being gentle with point? yourself. Yeah. A lot of this ties in folks to, to just your relationship with God. I, I love that idea of, you know, having people over, you know, what, what is it that you would do if you had God over? Mm-hmm. How would you entertain him? Mm-hmm. What's your whole goal? Did he have a good time? Because let me tell you, folks, if you invited God to your home, if you invited Jesus into your home, they would love to be there. Because you know what? As Johnny has said in the past, Jesus likes you. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a good time. You don't have to go above and beyond. You don't have to be anxious on whether or not he's going to enjoy his time. Just let things happen. Be calm. Mm. Uh, if your heart is prepared, then you don't have to worry about the neg- the bad things that's going to come out of your, your mouth or the thoughts in your mind because your heart's prepared. Mm. And what you have put into your heart is what's going to come out of your heart. Mm. So just kind of remember that. I mean, and yeah, what are you thinking about? And is your focus on God? And I love the way that we, you, you ended this, this whole thing with, uh, what have I learned and that, am I putting it into practice? Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those overall questions. So you have all these things that Paul's been teaching us. In fact, he says, you know, there are some things that you've heard from me. You know, you've heard me say, you've heard, you've seen, you know, you've ri- you've seen what I wrote, uh, but you, you, you've, you've seen it in my lifestyle as well. The things that you've learned, put it into practice. You know, that what we, what, when it comes to our faith, it, it, it comes. It does come down to what we believe, but what we believe comes out in how we live. Mm-hmm. Are we actually putting this to practice? Jesus said in his uh, mission to his disciples before he ascended, uh, "Teach them to obey everything that I've commanded them." So there is a sense of putting into practice Jesus' teachings that a disciple of Jesus learns from Jesus to live like Jesus. And so, you know, what have you learned in this podcast so far? What are you learning from your own pastor? What are, what, what, where are some areas that you, you really feel like God is saying, listen, I really want you to put this into practice, but you don't have to do it on your own. One, you've got my presence and my spirit to be able to help you, to empower you to do this. But you also have each other as well. Make sure that you are connected to some other Jesus followers where you can encourage one another to put these things into practice together. Practice that, makes perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a co- coaching buddy of yeah. mine tell me that perfect practice makes, makes perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that's the whole idea. If we, when you're practicing, and this is the key, you, you, you learn these things and you hear the messages, you hear what's in this podcast and you, you start to understand them. And when you put them into practice, just because you put them into practice does not mean it's going to be perfect. It's okay to make that mistake. It's okay to learn from what we've been practicing. 
Um, you know, there's things that I have learned in my walk. What I believe in today is totally, it's not totally different, but there's a lot of differences in what I believe today than what I first believed. Mm. And it's because things are being more revealed to me. And the things that are being more revealed to me is because I'm in the word and I hear, and I've been building the relationship, the things that I have practiced and failed, what did I learn from that? And then I get up and I do things again and I work on things. So that practice, life is practice. Our whole journey is to get to the kingdom of heaven. What we're doing here on earth, if we really want to put it out there, is we're practicing on a daily basis to be perfect when we get to the kingdom of heaven. Mm. We're going to make mistakes. You're going to actually fail and you're going to fail miserably at times. And it's okay. That's why Paul has told us, don't worry about the past. Keep your focus on what's ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, it's not going to make, it doesn't matter if you failed. Keep going. Keep practicing what you hear. Put these things into, into action. And when you fail, it's okay. What did you learn from it? Don't be over concerned. Don't get anxious about failing. Be anxious about just, hey, just trying. Mm -hmm. And know that whatever you're doing, it's if you're trying to bring glory to God, then that should give you a calmness. I mean, that's really what he's trying to get at here is keep going, keep focusing. Let's just keep working on things. And yes, you're going to have moments in your life where you're going to be anxious about something. And that's okay. Just don't let that rule you. Mm -hmm. And as you're going along, be gentle. Don't be... Don't be stepping on somebody else just to climb a ladder. Mm -hmm. You know, be gentle. Understand these things. Uh, and it's just really kind of interesting. I, I love this whole piece putting together. And then what have you learned? How are you growing mm -hmm. in what you have learned? And when you grow, are you sharing that with other people? And, and I think this is where God has really been using the two of us in this platform is to share what, what he's revealing to us. Mm -hmm. You know, I know at the beginning of this, I told you all that I made a big mistake. I I made the mistake and I didn't hit the record button. It's kind of neat that I love the fact that our shows are not scripted. Kind because of. Because it is, yeah. well, it's, I mean, our script is the Bible. Our script is your Sunday sermon because mm -hmm. we're just a continuation of that. Mm. But the things and our thoughts ahead of this are just, it's what God's putting in our heart. Mm-hmm. So we just really enjoy being able to be together as friends and sharing with you what's on our heart as it relates to our own relationship with God and our own interaction uh, with God's word. So we really do want to thank you so much for listening to Hope Anchors. Paul, same author. He writes to, to the Romans in Romans 15, 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And Johnny, that is has always been our purpose yep. to give you, our listeners, something to anchor your hope to. So please, whatever you do, don't give up. Keep looking up and keep hope alive.